Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. We have another great show planned for you today, or actually, I want to say a great show unplanned for you today, because this is, um, we're going to go a bit off our normal cadence today. So, you know, normally I put a lot, I'm, I'm fairly um, scripted in terms of what I write out before each show, and Today, we are going rogue. So I have a phenomenal guest with me today, Brooke Boone, founder and CEO of Holy Yoga. And I cannot wait to introduce you to her. But the truth is, this is pretty much an unscripted time for all of us, right? I mean, we are, nothing is normal. Everything feels really wild. The world is on its head. And people are feeling lots of things right now. They're feeling fear, anxiety, lack of control, just there's no sense of normalcy. I am, you know, I was getting out of bed this morning and thinking, there's this just feels so odd. You know, normally I'm getting up on a Monday morning, I'm getting in my work clothes, I'm going to the studio and starting my morning with Benny. Um, and this morning it was kind of like Groundhog's Day. It was like, I'm rolling out of bed. I'm putting my workout clothes on. I'm just opening my laptop. Um, but we're still moving forward. And my hope is that you find this show today to just give you a lift, maybe help you reframe some things that you've been ruminating on or feeling or thinking about. Um, and then it also inspires you to take some compassionate action. You know, it's something we talk a lot about on the show and even towards yourself, you know, giving yourself grace during this time and setting up some boundaries around what you're letting in. And we're going to talk about some really great tools and concepts. Um, today will be a, you know, a raw show where we dig into some of the things that everyone may be feeling right now. And I just can't think of a better person to go unscripted with because Brooke speaks straight from the heart and she's just got a, a rawness and a boldness that's pretty rare. Um, and so welcome to my dear friend, Brooke Boone. Brooke is the founder and CEO of Holy Yoga, which has provided training and certification for over 4,500 instructors globally. She's the author of two books and the founder and president of the Holy Yoga Foundation, a nonprofit committed to improving the holistic health of all leaders. So, hey, Brooke. Hello. That was Good such morning. a beautiful intro. I appreciate, oh I appreciate the unscripted. I appreciate the... Um, acceptance and the embracing of what is, I think that's the most courageous thing we can do right now um, as humans um, is to embrace our humanity and our fragility and the truth that we're not autonomous. And so I appreciate you coming as simply and as honestly as you can manage. So thank you for leading out in such um, a beautiful way. So you I'm are happy to be so here. Welcome. I, we're so happy to have you. In fact, we were giggling everyone right before we came on because I thought, oh, I'm going to post really quick on my story that it's time for the live show. And so I did that, you know, and I was typing so fast and furiously, of course, didn't proofread anything. 
And afterwards I saw that I had actually typed, it's time for the love show, which we decided to leave because it kind of is the love show today, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, absolutely. We're finding everything we're looking for. So that's, right. um, so that's what I'm looking for today. A little levity, um, a lot of love and the truth that not only will we get through this, we've been through things like this before. And I think there's real opportunity in it. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And Brooke, before we jump into the interview today, will you just tell everyone just a bit about you so they can get to know you a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, live in Phoenix. I have three children, uh, 19, 16, 14, two boys and a girl. They are, well, almost 14, May 1st. So uh, I should say 13 for as long as possible because that's going way too fast. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, like you said, I founded um, Holy Yoga in 2006. Um, we've just had a really great run um, doing the thing that I was born to do. So love that. Um, the foundation, of course, uh, helps to support those instructors in their endeavors. We make sure that they have what they need to serve um, in a way that's really meaningful and impactful to their communities. So love the work that I get to do um, in the middle of writing a third book. And um, yeah, I just, I love, um, I love yoga. I love God. I love people. And uh, those three things right now during the quarantine seem to be really important. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I was born for this. So yeah, yeah uh, that's pretty much a little bit of who I am. I love it. And, and so, um, just so everyone knows, so I go on and on, Brooke, if you, if you I think you've listened to some episodes, but I go on and on uh -huh. about Eris sisters and just how yeah. that organization has impacted me. And, I've made so many amazing relationships with women um, in my life that are very different and yet the same. And I, mm -hmm. um, that's actually how you and I met. So right. just so everyone knows, a Brooke is another treasure that I picked up um, and, and <laughs> got to add to my life through my time with Eris Sisters. And I first saw you speak, Brooke, in Los Angeles when you were speaking for Eris. And Mm -hmm. I was so blown away by you. And I have to say that it was, um, it's a combination because you're a very dynamic and soulful speaker and you're very, um, from the heart and raw, as I mentioned earlier, which I just, I really, really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're also very outspoken about your faith. And I thought it, what I think is so beautiful about it is that you basically, are very open about your own imperfect story and your own imperfections. Hmm. And you kind of just show up as you are, which I talk a lot about on the show. It's something I've had a hard time with um, mm -hmm. in my life, but I think there's so much beauty in it. And so what mm. I loved about you is that you just came as you are, brought your whole self. You're very outspoken about your faith. Um, and you also, I think, are very inclusive and loving towards other people. And so oh, one of thank the things you. we wow. talk about on the show a lot is this concept of setting a wide table for all. Yeah. Um, and I think you really do that. And so I just think you do that in a beautiful way where you also stay, stay true to your own beliefs and your core. So mm, um, thank I'm you. super excited to talk with you today. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you saying that because I feel like, especially right now, if you claim, I mean, I obviously holy yoga, I claim Christ, but, mm -hmm. but um, if you claim like you, it, like the evidence is not in your words, the evidence is in your actions, mm -hmm. um, your ability to rest, your ability to not um, 
try and control the situation, your level of faith, like that. So the idea of like, thank you for saying, I do have a belief system that I hold to, but I also, because of that same belief system, am able to receive and accept absolutely everyone everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you have a dogma or a relationship to your faith that requires you to hate somebody, you need a new faith. Yeah. Right. Because either God is or he's not. And if he is, it means you're not. Yeah. So I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, um, and again, that's a, that's a moment. This is for such a time as that, that message, right? Like we yes. all have responsibility that way. Thank you. Though. Thank yeah, you for that, I think that, it's, that gift um, of words. <laughs> I like yes. Words, so and I you. think it's true, you know, right now um, we're going to talk about, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about this more. But before we go, we're, uh, you teach, you teach on many, many things. But there are a couple of specific things that I've seen you teach on that hit me really hard in a really positive way the Mm -hmm. first time and then the second time that I heard you speak. And um, we're going to talk about those today. But I think, you know, one of the things that you focus a lot on that I've noticed is sort of woven through a lot of the things you talk about is that it has to come from something bigger and it has to go be going back to something bigger. And that Mm. is... Um, you know, I think something that people need right now to really be thinking and focusing on about what is, what is, what do I believe that's bigger than me? Because this Mm -hmm. is a time of fear and for some people, you know, hopelessness and loneliness. And Mm -hmm. um, so I really, I'm really excited for you to talk about that, but I think that that seems to be a theme for you. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I remember like early in my faith walk, I mean, I was born and raised Jewish, so I was always around faith. I just didn't have a personal relationship with faith or with Mm -hmm. deity, Mm -hmm. you know, like growing up. And so, um, so I had a cultural religion, I had a cultural spirituality, but I didn't have a relationship, but I was, um, I remember specifically going like I, and then I was a yogini for like way before I claimed faith. And so, you know, the dog or the teachings in yoga are everything that you need is inside of you. And I remember being like at the edge of my faith and going, if that's true, kill me now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. God, it has to come from something bigger than me because it's just not enough. Right. And so I kind of adopted this idea earlier in my faith where it was like, I want to be a conduit. Mm-hmm. What do I believe about my origin and my original design? What do I believe about my termination point? Not just here, but where do I go? And if I understand that those two things are rooted in fullness and shalom, right? Like I was created in the image of perfection mm-hmm. and my dog, my religion, my belief tells me I'm going back to that perfection. So here's what I find myself in, not life, but rather death. It's a small interruption in the course of eternity that mm-hmm. I came from something bigger. I'm going back to something bigger. And so I try and deploy that in my life every day because yeah. that's the truth of faith. It's all we have is right here and right now anyway. Yeah. And I think that's what we're finding in this crisis, in this mm-hmm. pandemic is that that's really all we have. Yeah. So are we sourcing to the greater in order to become greater or are we looking for all the answers inside of ourselves, which is not only futile, but it's limiting. <laughs> Which is, and scary at best, right? You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of comfort and peace, right? Knowing that there's, um, there's something greater than us. God. So, right. Right. So, okay. Let's take, so I cannot wait to dig in more, um, on this one. We're going to take a really quick break. 
And when we come back, we're going to dig into a couple concepts that Brooke teaches on that have literally changed my mind, my life and my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will be right back. You are listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins Show, KKNW 1150. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you are building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I am here today with Brooke Boone, founder and CEO of Holy Yoga, author, speaker, amazing yoga teacher, and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, really, Brooke, it really does go on and on and on, which I didn't even say at the beginning that you're such an amazing yoga teacher, but I actually have had the opportunity to take a few of your classes now on Holy Yoga. Um, and also you're doing some live streaming, which we're going to talk about at the end. And you mm-hmm. are also a gifted yoga teacher. And I feel um, so wonderful after I get to spend that time with you. So well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So we're going to talk um, about something, you know, as I mentioned before we went to break, there are a couple of things that I've heard you speak on that have specifically um, changed my life and how I am thinking about things and I believe they're influencing my actions. Um, And one of the most impactful things that I have gotten from you is just getting educated on the concept of power versus force. And so can we talk about that? Because I think it's something that every single person in this world can use. So will you just tell us, you know, what it is and and where it came from, and then we'll talk maybe about some examples of how people might apply it or think about it. Yeah, thank you. Um, So like I said briefly earlier, I was a yogini way before I became a believer. And so um, when I did become, when I did start to follow my faith, um, you know, I always say I too can Google. And so I... I Googled and, you know, you're not as a Christian supposed to practice yoga. And so I'm just, you know, he made me rebellious enough to challenge everything. So I'm like, right. So I, anyway, my point is, um, I was exposed to this energetic body, the teachings of the body, the teachings of, uh, chi. So I had a lot, I mean, much more awareness of that than anything else. Right. And so, um, I, when I when I came to faith, I realized that God is the God of the seen and the unseen. And so I started studying it because I love the science. I know I feel things. What is this spirit thing? And so came across um, in some of my holy yoga curriculum development, 
came across a book called Power Versus Force by a, and he's an MD and he has his PhD. His name's David Hawkins. And he wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And he essentially created a grid. His science or his work was around quantifying the unseen. So what do emotions, what's the charge of specific emotions? So anger, sadness, grief, um, as opposed to like a joy or a surrender or an acceptance, like what is the resonance of, of basically the unseen um, and the free. And so he calls it the map of consciousness. So I came across it. And because of my work in yoga, I know a lot about the chakra system. I also know a lot about what God's word says about the unseen and how he holds it all together. And so when I saw this map of consciousness, it actually mimics the chakra system in terms of colors. Well, anyone that knows anything about the chakra system and certainly now the map of consciousness is that it too um, mimics the rainbow. So it we we start to see some consistencies. And so I started to really study this map of consciousness, which is really about the differentiation between force and power, that the things that we are not seeing have energy they have they are manifesting they are creating that the energy and the unseen of our collective angst or our collective joy is creating okay and so uh this map of consciousness um there's a lower frequency that has to do with force and right in the middle there's a line of delineation is what i call it and that is the line of courage and then at the line of courage the it the the odds begin to shift if you will uh, the tables shift and we move into power. So the definition of power is complete and all things. So it doesn't need anything. It is complete. It's whole. It's full. Anything under the line of delineation of courage and affirmation is associated with the part or force. And here's the thing about force is that anything that is being forced is immediately met with counterforce. Mm -hmm. I love it that. can't not. So things that um, things that are uh, below the line of delineation are things like shame mm -hmm. and guilt, um, apathy, where they people just don't even care, mm -hmm. uh, grief, fear. Fear is is right smack dab in the middle of force. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting is fear. Right above fear is desire. And if I had time, I would talk to you about the difference between those two. Because I believe on the great on the on the other side of your greatest fear is your greatest desire. Yeah. And so there's this um, so anger and then pride, and then then we move over the line of delineation. So the line of delineation is pride to courage, and I think that's a huge leap because mm -hmm. to to humble yourself and realize that you need something greater than yourself takes a great amount of courage because right under that line of delineation is pride. Mm -hmm. So it costs you something to understand that the way I'm operating in fear, guilt, grief, apathy, shame, with no judgment, by the way, I'm just going to take the courage to cross the line and affirm that I can't do it on my own. Yeah. So when you do that and you walk into power, you walk into the collective, things like neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, and enlightenment come from the leaving of the force, the choice to leave the force and enter with courage and affirmation into the whole. Mm -hmm. Now, I love like the moment you step over the line of courage, you would hopefully be right up at enlightenment, but it's nothing. It's actually neutrality. 
and you go, wait a minute, people step over the line of courage. They go, okay, I'm going to trust. And something miraculous doesn't happen in 16 seconds. It's like, no, see <laughs> frequent, the frequency, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. has to reorient because your thought, your belief, if you have been holding on to anger, shame, guilt, and who hasn't, by the way, yeah, right? We're traumatized people walking around with strategies that keep us traumatized, to be clear. So everyone's walking around with these wounds. Everyone's walking around with this fragility. And when we, when we stand in courage and we stand in affirmation, that's what we're, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. We're seeing um, a people of faith and not of faith going, what's going on? I got a mm-hmm. source to something greater. The things that I thought made me me have been completely taken from me. So now I have to find the courage to lay myself down right? That's the line of delineation. I think we're seeing right now in our culture is we're like, we cannot do this on our own. We're in this together. And so we have courage and affirmation and it brings us not to, uh, you know, love and enlightenment right away, but it brings us into neutrality and then willingness and then acceptance and then having reason and love, you know, and then we start to source together. I believe in revival right now. Like I know it looks terrible. Um, but I don't, I believe the something we came from and the something we're going back to is greater than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, I love, so I want to talk about some examples of this so people can wrap their head around it. And just so everyone knows, I know it's probably hard to envision what this map of consciousness looks like, or this grid. Um, I will find it and put a link on my website and also I'm happy to, I'm I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy to send it to you. And then you can also just Google if you're like at your computer right now, or you're on your phone listening to this probably not doing a lot of driving right now. So right. maybe even safe, um, <laughs> but you can just David Hawkins power versus force map of consciousness. And I, I love a color version. It's really helpful. Yeah, I um, I'm going to, I do some explorative, you know, teachings, some deeper teachings on this map. Um, I just, um, this is just, you know, this is so high level. Yeah, so, this is um, just yeah. <laughs> but it does, um, to your point, like even the small amount that you got, yeah. you know, in that 20 minute talk really does have an effect if people can kind of grasp this it and you does. start to see yourself in it and like yes. where you're, where you're operating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was, it was interesting for me. I'd never heard or seen anything like this, but when you see it in front of you and I actually have it in front of me right now, the colored, um, version, And some of the words, you know, in force are really strong, like hate or, you know, aggression, things that I don't generally feel. Um, But then there's this word anxiety. And that was a big call out for me because I, that word is something I can relate to. Like I carry that with me um, often. And what's interesting is when I, after I heard you talk about power versus force. Now, when I'm starting to um, feel anxious or feel fearful or worry, um, I will have now started saying to myself, is this power or force, power or force? And I can usually um, pull myself out of it and at least get to neutral. And I like your point about it's okay to be neutral. Like neutral actually is okay. You know, and you're right. When I first saw the grid, of course, I'm an, I'm an overachiever, right? So when I saw the grid, the first thing I did was like, okay, so 
there's all these levels and I don't want to be down in force. So where am I on the power scale and how do I keep, how do I get up to the top? Yeah. <laughs> right. And when and I, I said to you, <laughs> look what happens when you take courage, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just neutral. It's just like, it's spinning. neutral. It's neutralizing, yeah. mm-hmm. but that energy that we've been carrying that, and hey, listen, there is not a human on the planet that not that has not had an arrow and not had sin cunted on their lives. When I when I say sin, it's just disruption. I'm right. not I'm not saying sin like sin. Like I'm not I'm yeah. not trying to like get Bible on you. I'm just talking about an infraction. And there is not one child, adult child, that wasn't yelled at unnecessarily by their mother or father. That mm-hmm. is a wound. So things hit us, rocks hit us, you know, John Eldritch calls them the arrows. So, and every single arrow that hits you has a message, right? And so every one of us is walking around with shame. You know, it's a human condition. Mm -hmm. Something cut in on us. We were not intended to, and shame is perilously close to death. So every time we're feeling shame or engaging with that, it, we are, it, it's the lowest frequency. It resonates mm-hmm. at a 20. So we all have that inside of us. And so when we add, you know, I love that you're like, you're like me. I'm like, how do I get to the top? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get to the top? And you're like, no, it's all the time everywhere. Like all yeah. of my consciousness is weighing in here. Yeah. And if I've partnered with shame, which undoubtedly most people do or unforgiveness Mm -hmm. or those kinds of frequencies, Mm -hmm. that is your resonance. So when you have an encounter, when you have an addition of the light, the frequency of whatever your divine is, right? That, that divine connection should be able to empower and inspire you. So there is an addition and then the frequency changes. But if, if he, if, if I'll use mine, if God came to me and in my encounter with him, showed me the fullness of himself. If I, if you tried to get me to a 700 and I'm at a 20, that's what I would die. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. That's not mercy. Yeah. God knows what God's doing. Spirit knows what it's doing. Whatever you, whatever, I don't care what you call it, but whatever your connection is yielding that it, but it takes a moment to eradicate. I love this too. Let me tell if anyone doesn't know this, you should know this. That when you ask God for healing, you are healed. You cannot be double-minded. Now listen, so you're healed, right? I have this encounter with God. I feel him touch like my heart, right? He fills in a gap. He forgives me in a way. I forgive myself in a way, whatever that is. And then two days later, I'm sick. Two days later, my neck hurts. Two days later, my foot is, is um. I don't know, like numb, right? And we go, what's, and then we start to fixate and focus on what's coming up and it's Mm -hmm. already healed. See, what happens is a deeper place healed, but the resonance of that healing is working itself out. So I would say you can't look at what's coming up, right? Don't, if you, if you've been touched recently in a deep way, you will have a physical release because the energy will resonate. It takes a moment. So there's this, this map of consciousness is to go, okay, I'm going to have courage to join power, even though I don't know what it is. I need an addition of something greater so that I can be moved and transmuted. And every time we're in the presence of God, God doesn't change. We do. (laughs) Right. Right. And we get better for the presence. Yeah. And And for for the addition. One of the things, speaking of addition, um, that you speak about that also really impacted me and, um, 
speaking of addition is, you know, you made the point one time when we were, when we were talking that, you know, there's so much focus in our society on like the term letting go, right? It's like, let it go, let it go, just release it. And you made the point, like there, in order to let something go, like if you let it go, there's then a gaping hole. And so you have to have an addition to take the Mm -hmm. place of what you're letting go. Mm -hmm. And I love that because the, you know, in the map of consciousness, it's like, okay, so if I'm going to let go, if I'm working so hard to let go of anxiety, I have to, I have to add something to take the place of that. To neutralize. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what am I, I've thought about that a lot, right? Like, what am I adding? And I think that's why, um, you know, for me, it's, I've had to be very intentional and this, this map and having this in my head has really helped me because I think about it, um, even like interacting with my kids, right? Like I really want them, they're teenagers. And so I really want them to do something in a certain way. And I will find myself wanting to force it or force them or control, or, you know, in a lot of times it's out of fear, fear for their safety or fear. Um, And so I have to check my own self in that. And so it's interesting how I actually feel like being able to check myself on, am I in power or force right now actually has improved my interactions with them. Um, It's helped me be more more gentle and loving. And it hasn't necessarily changed what I want them to do or the advice I'm giving, but it's changed the way that it's coming out or that I'm hanging on to it. Like I'm not hanging on to it so tightly. I'm more holding things open. Um, and it certainly feels much better. Yeah. That's the line of delineation is the courage over your own autonomy. Yeah. And I think, I think that's why I'm so encouraged and, and Hey, listen, I'm going to be honest that we're day, what of this seven or eight of this, and I I'm know. not watching the news, right? Like I'm not watching the news because I don't, I don't want to get caught up, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's the courage to say, God is still God people. The best is yet to come. Yeah. The best is yet to come. And that takes a lot of courage to affirm that in a very volatile situation, Mm -hmm. people would maybe say to me right now that you've got your head in the sand and that you, and I'm like, you know what, here's the deal is I stopped needing to be the infectious disease specialist. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. I stopped eating, stopped eating from the tree of knowledge because it will not satisfy me. I have an option today, life or knowledge. Yes. And I will choose life today. And so I'm not burying my head in the sand. I'm just saying God is, God is, <laughs> God I is still feel- the same. And I still have the courage to affirm it. And in that affirmation, we have empowerment. We're empowered by something. That's what happens the moment we step over the line of delineation is that mm-hmm. is when we affirm, then we are empowered. Yeah. And to your point, the spirituality of addition, right? Like you cannot... You can't walk around with a gaping hole. I mean, it, it's, it, I always say the gospel of the let go is so incomplete. It's the yeah. spirituality of addition. Like that's, the, that is no gospel at all. There's no hope in the let go. 
unless we are adding, which you already stated, and I believe it's this, this is what we're adding, this map of this awareness that yeah. I can onboard with something greater, mm-hmm. that I don't have to live in this frequency of fear and desire. I mean, this is a perilous time because I think the real pandemic is what's happening mentally to us. Yes. Oh my There's, gosh. This Brooke. should not, let's, this is, um, the, yeah. Let's take, <laughs> I want to talk, I know, I, I love where you're going with that. And I want to talk about that a lot and let's okay. take a short break. But when we come back, let's talk about what's happening right now and the fear and the pandemic and social distancing and minding our filters. I can't wait to finish out our, um, our show with that very thing. Okay. Okay, So everyone, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Imperfection Wins show on KKNW 1150. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the resources on my newly launched website, samwilling.com. If you are looking for some tools to help you identify your unique value, say no to fear, simplify your to-do list, or practice gratitude, go on over to samwilling.com and click on the Growth Toolkit tab. There, you'll find free, downloadable tools that are beautifully crafted and helpful. If you're interested in listening to some of the earlier Imperfection Wins podcasts, you can find all episodes under the podcast tab. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter or send me a message while you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com. That's samwilling.com. Happy listening. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Brooke Boone, my friend, founder and CEO of Holy Yoga, author, speaker, awesome yoga teacher, etc., etc. Um, Brooke, so before we went to break, we had been talking just briefly, high-level overview of your um the map of consciousness and and power versus force which is one of my favorite things and everyone i just want to encourage you um it is hard to maybe take it all in it's a pretty deep concept but look up that map of consciousness we will give you the link brooke's going to provide that um but look at well now i'm (laughs) yeah when you're considering doing like a little thing i'm yeah it's so good yes (laughs) it's so good Uh, When you see it, you will go, oh my gosh, I'm totally operating in force in some areas of my life. And that is what, side note, I realized 
is that there were some key areas of my life that I have operated in force and for a very long time. And so, um, yeah, so it's so good, but we are, um, let's see, we've got 20 minutes and Brooke, there is something so important that we want to talk about <laughs> that's happening right now. And we touched on it earlier, but that is people are fearful and anxious and yeah. no one's quite sure what the right thing to do is right now. And there's yeah. so many things coming at us. There is an opportunity to consume every second of the day can in, in making a choice, right. Of what we're consuming. Mm-hmm. There is an opportunity to watch the news every moment of every day right now to read online, to scroll social media. And so you and I have been talking um, over the last few days about, you know, responsibility and respect for self right now um, and this whole social distancing thing. And so will you talk, I know you've got strong feelings about this. Will you just talk a bit about um, what's <laughs> happening through this time and what you're thinking about social distancing and some of the concerns you have? Yeah. Um, you know, I have to be like just a disclaimer as always. And I, every time I teach anything, I'm always really careful to do this. I am just, I just, I'm just like everyone else. Right. I don't have this really formed and formulated, right. I'm just sort of like asking the question, placing it before, um, my meditation at the forefront and just asking for wisdom. You know, there's a difference between seeing and vision. So my my time right now in my meditation is give me vision. Like, I don't want to see what everyone else is seeing. I want to see what you're seeing. And so part of, you know, what's happening in that time is I know what, I mean, I believe that that is the true pandemic is what this is doing to our conscious collective. Um, What I, and the momentum of it, is astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that our leadership, I mean, our leadership, I feel needs a little compassion, maybe mm-hmm. a little, um, a little more humanity to it. And if there is a sincere need that there would just be a mandate so that we could all get on the same page. I mm-hmm. think what's happening is we're all left to our own devices after we've been quarantined to our homes, to groups of 10 or less or four, yeah. of le- four or less, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, and I, and, and even that, even that number has nothing to do with the CDC, the four, that was somebody's opinion somewhere in a media show. And so that began the, it was more fearful. So people Mm -hmm. liked it more. And so you see that this conscious collective is creating an insatiable need of force with more force. It's Mm -hmm. creating, it's, it, it's a machine that needs more fear. Um, and so, we have a real, I think that's the real issue that we're yeah. going to see from this is that we have um, a collective angst and a collective fear. And we're allowing, in fact, we're demanding that the fear continue to be fed. Mm-hmm. So there needs to become an awareness um, that we have a choice, I think. Um, and also um, a real uh, responsibility effort on what you're consuming energetically because you are consuming you're participating. However that is on this grid, either you are in anger and fear and pride and that word desire is just gluttony. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there buying and hoarding and preparing for 
what you can't control. I mean, that is all part of the fracture. That is all part of the conscious fear. And so I think we have a social responsibility, social distancing. How about social responsibility? Mm -hmm. That's what this has really become about is stay home. Don't you have a social responsibility? Well, doesn't the government have a social responsibility to tell us all what to do so that we're not dividing against ourselves? Right. Yeah. Like I think that so, is what's interesting, the division that it's creating. It's, it's very fearful. I feel like that is the most vulnerable mm -hmm. that this country has ever been. Any other wartime, you see the whole entire country coming together to go, we got to kick ass. Sorry, mm -hmm. we got to do the thing, right? Like we yeah. got to do this. Right now, uh, we're incredibly vulnerable. We're looking inside of our four walls, which, hey, is not bad. Again, I think there's a revival that is mm -hmm. able to happen from that. But it's look at yourself, look at your four walls. Everything that gave you any type of autonomy has crumbled. So who are you, mm -hmm. right? And so if you are, that's what needs to be happening right now. But instead, we'll eat from the tree of knowledge and we'll watch an incessant feed of 24 hour newscasters who are paid to fill time, who right. become my, who become experts on whatever topic they're talking about. And Hey, listen, I know how to do that. Well, I actually commend them, but when they are perpetuating fear and a pandemic of emergency, it's really having an effect on the energetic collective. And that's yeah. the main concern. And it's the minds. Yeah right? Because that what we believe we empower. So we're getting this information that may or may not be true at an incessant rate. And it's defining what we believe and what we believe we empower. We go after what we believe. And so this is a very serious situation. We go, we, we need to physically distance because if there's something like this, but you have to be responsible. You can't socially be irresponsible right now. You carry a weight, you hold a space. And even like the most well-intended, I've got great friends who are like, I'm going to be there for people in their fear, but they just keep talking about their fear. Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk to the, them about what they believe, what they cling to, what they're manifesting in the moment, mm -hmm. the hope, the love, the fullness, the addition, right? The yeah. courage to say, I don't have it. It's incomplete here, but something greater than myself must have it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. You brought up the point, you know, that really this whole term social distancing, which is now here and it will live forever. I mean, this Ugh, will now forever be so a disappointing thing yeah. um, like fake news or right. Like all of those things. So sad. Um, but I think one of the things that I've been thinking about that's been on my heart and you sort of put it into words this morning is, you know, I really worry about um, you know, loneliness, as we know, is an epidemic in our country and, you know, in, in, in other countries in the world as well. Mm -hmm. And so take someone who struggles with loneliness and anxiety and depression and put them in a situation where they are in their home all day alone because they've been told to socially distance. They're not going into an office. They're not having, and they maybe don't have the natural inclination to reach out or connect virtually or use their technology to help that. And, and think of what this is doing to their psyche. And so yeah. I think that I have a lot of compassion around, you know, we, we need to be looking outside of ourselves and like, yes, as you pointed out, we need to physically distance, right? Like there are, this is, 
there, there is, um, well, I would like to know exactly what I need to be doing. I'm not going to lie because I mean, I'm sitting at home, but if no one else is sitting at home, it doesn't really help. So I would actually (laughs) love to know, are we really doing this or is this going to become like a six week thing because nobody's doing it? Like just tell us what to do and we'll do it. I so, think that's a um, really good point. So that, but that collect that adds to the collective angst. Yeah. You see, it yeah. just, it's just, you know, when yeah. everything is stripped from us, and we have eaten from the tree of knowledge and performance and attaining and autonomy, like it's it's incredibly. And we're just going to transfer that need of knowledge now to need to know. So now yeah. everyone's an expert researcher and everyone's got a cousin or a friend now, you know, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, um, it just, it, again, stays part of this force. You know, I'm looking at the grid here and it's like, it's just weakens. It's just weakened our, you know, the, the collective is weak right now yeah. because we're so caught up in fear. Um, but I do believe that in suffering um, comes fear. I'm sorry, it comes joy. Yeah. Uh, I believe that the the amount in which we're pressed, um, the amount in which we're refined is the shinier and the better smelling and the sweeter mm-hmm. we are, right? And so I believe that this is producing a sweetness and an aroma. I don't think it's the end of us. It's certainly not my end, your end. We're like in that younger bracket. There will be another mm-hmm. that will take us because yeah. that's just natural. That's just the natural order of humanity. You know, as people, yeah. people die, they're born and they die. And that doesn't, that's not meant to sound callous in any way, shape or form. It's we too, we're in our mid forties. When we get to 70, there will be something because yeah. that's just, the natural order. Yeah. And so I'm not being callous or inhumane in any way, shape or form, but this is the natural order of things. What's not natural is, um, the pan, the, the, the fear, the essence. Yeah. And, and it just feels very, um, divisive and it feels, and that's when, when things control you is when you're divided, right? You can't, you can't really divide a whole person. You know, like if you said to somebody, um, you're this and they're whole in themselves, they go, yeah, no. cool. Right. Doesn't even matter what you think. Cause I'm sure I know, but we, as a nation, you're this, we go, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. And so we have, um, we have a distancing, we have a social distancing and in that social distancing, I think what happens is we get lax in our responsibility, but you have an energetic responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. When you come to, I'm reminded of your conversation with a a friend, right? When you come with that kind of energy, it's like, wow, okay, you have to be responsible. And that doesn't mean you're not fearful. That doesn't mean you don't have days. I have had a a number of days in quarantine (laughs) where I'm mad and then sad and, you know, but what you resist persists. So if you're feeling those things, allow them. Because in the suffering, in the exploration of those feelings of anxiety and fear and depression, in the facing, in the not resisting it, it will transmute. Yeah. It can't not. You're adding something. Now, that's where the spirituality of addition is. You can't just let go of those feelings. You have to invite something. Mm-hmm. You have to invite something greater than you to sit with you and, imp- and increase your frequency. 
Yeah. And I had it. Um, it, it's interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this, um, just how I use my own time during this quarantine. And, um, like there are some very simple things that I'm finding joy in, but mm -hmm. I'm, I would say that I'm very intentional. And part of being very intentional is that I know myself and I know that for me, if I choose to consume the news, if I choose to, um, participate in a lot of fearful and anxious conversations, I will then become, um, you know, fearful and anxious. And so I have to be really mindful of that. And I had a friend say to me, um, this week, she just said, you know, I'm so sick and tired of the tips and the, the, you know, think positive messages. And she's like, I just can't right now. It's exhausting. It's just another thing that I need to do. And my first reaction was like, wow. Okay. You know? Um, but as I thought about it, I thought, well, yes, if you are in force, as we've talked about, and you are consuming and you're fearful and you're anxious, um, and there's nothing deeper, there's no, there's no meaning. You're just wrapped up in that fear and anxiety. Then yes, someone telling you to think positively would be really irritating because, and exhausting, right? Because you're, it is another thing on your to-do list versus if you are limiting or you're feeding yourself, um, messages or interacting with people right now that are also being very intentional, um, and doing things in the midst of this that are compassionate towards themselves or others, you, it, it is not as exhausting. So for me, mm -hmm. I'm finding my energy from interacting with people that are also lifting me up, also thinking about the greater good. And so there's something deeper and bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, to your point, I think that the point is we have a choice about what we let in. And no we question. need to have respect for other people and be responsible for the energy that we're bringing and putting out to them. And mm -hmm. we also have to be very responsible about, about how we're feeding ourselves. Right. No question. Yeah. I mean, I would say an equal measure, right? Like I, in equal measure. So, and even if we just equaled out that measure, it would completely neutralize right the just anger. get to neutral so yeah. right so if you go listen on this map of consciousness and i i, I think i should do like some a web series or something for sure. uh, right you now for sure right? should. yes um but i'm looking at this and it's like you know the the scale of um or the resonance of anger is our fear is 100 and then we've got enlightenment at 700 right and those are that's the resonance like um um the quran um, spiritual teachings, they usually come in right around 400 or 500. Um, a number of spiritual books, I know the Bible comes in at 700, the red letters of the Bible. So you go, okay, if I'm taking in something that's feeding me a collective energy of zero of a hundred with the fear, and then I add my own shame and guilt and apathy. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm probably somewhere around 50 right? That's my resonance of that. But if I add a spiritual teaching, if I add something with the resonance of peace and joy and love and reason and acceptance and willingness and even neutrality, even neutrality, yeah, right? What happens is that frequency will transmute. So if we did that, it, it would negate at least or neutralize, right? So it would add back to the deficit of energy, but we're not 
we're just we're finding ourselves and then everyone else is finding themselves operating at a hundred and then mm -hmm. adding their own. So the collective resonance has got it. I mean, it's so perilously close to death. Right. And then fragmented. we're taking, and then we're taking on each others. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like, so we're gonna and be I think, I think we negative. have to know too. And I think for us achievers, we have to know, like we are carrying for the collective. Yeah. No one is getting out of this energy, this load. We're yeah. all in this together. We're all yeah. carrying it together. So if you're feeling it, it's not just yours. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. You're also caring for the collective. You're part of humanity, it turns out. You are not autonomous. We are yes. not autonomous from one another. We are in this together. So I would say even in equal measure. So yeah. don't turn the news off. I'm not telling you to turn the news off. I'm yeah. telling you to mute yeah. the news and read the Bible for five minutes. That's it. Right. And then you can turn it back on. Nancy Grace got something to tell you. You better listen up, right? Yeah. But at least add something spiritual to help negate and neutralize. Yeah, I love that. Be responsible. That's such a good, um, that's a really good point for us. So we've got four minutes left. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. really want people to know um, how they can get more from you and connect with you. Before we go to that, will you just really quickly name maybe one or two things that you're finding joy in, in the midst of this suffering? Um, doing the things that I didn't have time to do. Me you know, too. yeah. And they're the yeah. things that matter. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure. writing my book, connecting with people I need to be connecting with, deciding how I can best serve humanity right now. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, that's where I'm finding my joy, my strength, my struggle too. I love all it. of it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. But you can find me. Um, I teach holyoga.net. You can check us out there. Holy Yoga Foundation. Um, I teach a live stream class right now as we're out of studio for the Madison Phoenix. You can follow them on Instagram. I teach at 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time tomorrow. Um, I teach a 10 a.m. live stream class every, or Mountain Standard Time, 10 a.m., 12 Central, every Monday um, uh, until... I don't know, I think the beginning of June. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the rest of the team, we've got Christina Morales teaches on Wednesdays and we've got Kimberly teaching on Friday, prayer and meditation. So we're just here to serve um, mm -hmm. in this time of need. Uh, so that's, and then brookboon.com, I teach and I speak and I I don't know if the word coach is right, but I, am, I like to tell people their greatness. So I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but that's, I'm an encourager. I guess that's I what think I coach, a truth, I think a truth talker. Is yeah, I think coach is appropriate. And um, I want Thank everybody, you. you know, follow Brooke on Instagram and take some of her live stream classes. They're live stream, but they're also available for the rest for 24 hours after. They're phenomenal. Um, Thank you. And Brooke, that is a wrap for us. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. I hope you picked something up. Don't forget to like, share, leave a review on iTunes. Um, check out my website, samwilling.com. And join me next week. I am going to talk to one of the most positive women I have ever encountered, Jane McCarthy. And I mm. cannot wait for the conversation. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday, everyone.